0: Are we going? Is this thing on?
1: We're going, baby. We are. What on. are you doing? I'm talking to you, Liz. After Poorly a big break. Oh my god. It has hey, been listen. a big break. It's been a big break. Yeah. You learned anything during this break?
0: During our big break?
1: During our big break. Yeah.
0: Um, did I learn anything? I don't think so. I kind of like turned my brain off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I turned my I brain off.
0: I turned my uh, Twitter off. Uh-huh. I'd just been... I was like in in the holiday spirit.
1: Sounds delightful.
0: It was delightful. And now it's 2021, baby. That doesn't feel right. It doesn't We've, ring off. I it doesn't like in. roll off the tongue very well. Oh, it rolls.
1: <laughs> it rolls. I've been I've been chewing it around in my mouth. I love it. 2021.
0: Why do you love it?
1: I'm just... It's the. It's the year... It's the year of the. Uh, it's the year of brace.
0: I think you would say that about any every year.
1: I'm doing it. Mandalay Bay 2. Oh
0: my god! Don't say that.
1: Okay. Okay. We okay, should probably okay. get that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Man. I uh, no, I'm opening up. I've been meeting with Sheldon, and I'm opening up a second Mandalay Bay casino. This one in Reno, Nevada.
0: Oh, lovely.
1: Yeah, because people know the name, but it's sort of faded why they know it. So they see it. And they're like, oh, Mandalay Bay, I know that. I trust it. I'll stay there. In the paddock
0: suite.
1: Liz, I've been practicing <sighs> while we've been gone. You say you've been letting your mind rest, but I've been, I've been, I've been practicing. Mm,
0: practicing for what?
1: The male gaze. What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what does that even? I've mean? gotten so
1: good. at Look at this. You fucking see that?
0: Mm.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Felt a little uncomfortable, have, didn't it? like a
0: it? Care Bear stare.
1: Felt felt well. You know, a male gaze. I'm I'm said I'm working on it. Look.
0: Okay. You wow, like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Made you feel that skin got a little tingly. Don't like yeah. that, do you? Yeah. No. Got to back away.
0: That's like, I want to take that male gaze and throw it back at you.
1: Mm-hmm. I've been studying the traditional art of the Italian malagase, and it's it's been, you know, I was at the monastery for a little bit. I was training in Rome, too, at the Vatican, mm-hmm. and now I'm back. I'm in America, and I'm about to change a lot of N plus one writers' lives. <laughs> And by change, I mean end. End plus one. End plus, exactly. Because I'm killing your partner, too. Welcome to True Not.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hi, Brace.
1: Hey, Liz. How you doing, sweetheart?
0: (laughs) Why did that sound like a threat?
1: I'm just, hey. I've had a new recurring dream I'll tell you about after this. But Mm. definitely should not. Yeah, okay. We don't have to cut that, but let's move on from that i'm brace
0: i am liz i'm a little concerned about what brace just said
1: we are joined by producer young Chopsky. so the dream is i am sitting in the back of a car and i shoot someone in the head and i had it four nights in a row uh different people every time but no one i knew what mm-hmm. i take this medication trazodone to help oh my me God. sleep and it gives me nightmares so i can talk to my analyst about them because mm. you know, it's the young eating thing and uh, I, I haven't met with her in a couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, I'm meeting with her tomorrow and really got a lot of, well, not a lot. It's do you just keep the a dream, dream journal? I, I, do, I write it in my phone, yeah, on the notes, little notes hmm, app.
0: Interesting.
1: Yes. Uh, those keystrokes, by the way, are absolutely logged because I say <laughs> a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, I don't have great dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're back. <laughs>
0: We are. We are back. We took a little break. Well, mm-hmm. I, Now, for us, it felt like very long time. Yes,
1: Because it we did. were
0: quite savvy with our recording schedule.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Um, But for our dear listeners, it probably didn't feel as long, hopefully.
1: Well, people don't know that we actually record every episode three months in advance. Mm, and we yes. do like a, it's like a season thing. So we're yeah. actually right now, hi, you're in 2021. We're actually still back in October of 2020.
0: Mm. Yeah, we just took two months off.
1: hmm and Mr. Bean will never be in the news again.
0: Wonder who's going to win the election.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'll never drink a gallon of pee on a dare. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'll never do that on New Year's Eve.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, anyway. A lot of, uh, some Actually, a bunch of stuff happened while we were gone, which yes. I was not expecting. It's sort of like, um, you know, one of those things where I, you know, I think normally assumed that since i was on vacation uh the entire world would also be on vacation
1: i mean it's like (laughs) nobody's working anyways how come there's still stuff happening and it's the holidays
0: yeah there's the thing too where it's like the week between christmas and new year's just feels like a complete and total time suck
1: i know i actually despise the holidays because of that yeah I i don't like i don't like uh them Mm. But uh but yeah, no, it feels like you're lost in time. Like nothing can happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this like liminal space where you're just kind of waiting for New Year's to happen and then suddenly it's like, okay, we're back, let's go.
1: You say liminal one more time, I'm putting you on my fucking N plus one list. <laughs> uh w- one thing is I-, I think we should uh maybe give this a little bit of space, hold some space for this, do a little acknowledgement, is mm. that Julian Assange has his uh he's not being extradited.
0: Yes, that was actually really surprising. That happened, wait, was that this morning or yesterday morning?
1: That was yesterday. They don't know when we're recording this. Yeah, it was. It, this just happened. <laughs> and we're in England.
0: <laughs> I was actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Um, I was in bed and I was like, whoa, what? That's crazy. And then I read, um, like, actually the judge's remarks. Pretty funny because she was like, yeah, actually, Assange, He's guilty of everything.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah.
0: Didn't care very much for uh, any of the defense's arguments, except for that she said he may be guilty, but we can't send him to the U.S. because the prison conditions are so bad
1: absolutely and there's actually some some analogs of this in my own life because i've had a lot of girls be like you have to stop saying my house i hate you i despise you but i'm like but you have seen my apartment like I, it sucks and they're like yeah you can stay here for another four years um but yeah they said that he is so psychotically depressed that there is absolutely no way that the u.s can guarantee he won't kill himself Yes. So, they're just going to have him kill himself in the UK prison where he's going to be held probably for the next two years uh, awaiting the appeal.
0: Yeah, I think funny enough, um, they actually, she actually cited Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> if yeah. I'm correct, in the judgment, saying that uh, even Jeffrey Epstein killed himself, which was the first time, of course, as our listeners know, uh, in what, 20 years in the MCC. Uh, so, Assange. Yeah, they could they couldn't trust the U.S. Uh, penal system and the prison system. Excuse me to uh, take care of take care of him.
1: Yeah, and it, it's 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 sort of an interesting um, uh, read is her ruling or whatever. But, uh, but but like Liz said, she's like this guy is definitely guilty. And these are not like, you know, one of the big things that we talked about during our episode on it was that this was a political crime that he was being extradited for, which is in contraven contravenes, I don't know how to say contravention. It goes against the fucking extradition treaty that the mm. UK has with the US. Uh, she's like, uh, these are not political crimes. Get yeah. his ass out of here. However, he's depressed. Um. <laughs> So I think what I think is going to happen, and there's a new bail hearing, I think today it starts, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't really know, I doubt he's going to get bail, um, but I do not doubt that if he is kept in prison in the UK, he will be tortured uh, by our, our cousins over there.
0: Mm. Across the pond. Yeah, Across no, and you know, we should say, you know, obviously the US immediately, um, you know, filed uh, an appeal. Yes. Um I you know I think it's funny because you know you mentioned that she said you know oh he's totally guilty of all these crimes and it's not political like she really focused on the hacking thing which we covered ex- mm-hmm. again extensively on the um Assange episode, which is to say that she like totally, I mean, whatever, she was a terrible, she's a terrible judge. The whole thing was a fucking farce, as we, you know, talked about, um, like from the beginning, a total farce and so many things, um, so many like defense witnesses weren't able to come to come um, and give testimony, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, she totally, I mean, the whole thing she said is that it's non political because this is a, you know, he hacked into it. Yeah, and, and and really latching onto the kind of like bizarro technical argument. That's like kind of a mm-hmm. workaround to the whole thing. So yeah, remains to be seen. She kind of like made a gesture towards the Brits just um, filing their own <laughs> charges against him there to prosecute him in, in the UK. So here's hoping that yeah. doesn't happen. I don't know. <laughs> um, but all in all, it was a bit surprising. Um, and I think... There was like a. um, Someone reported on how Assange's lawyers were basically like, well, it wasn't the worst thing that could have happened. So, um, pretty good so far. We'll see what happens there.
1: Well, I'm sure that we'll get around to that again when we do our RIP Julian Assange episode in a few months when they force him to kill himself in prison in the UK. Hmm. But now to talk <laughs> about something near and dear to my heart. A car bomb. <laughs> in the country music capital of the world. Liz, when I used to go on tour with Gene... And, uh, you know, we'd be out there with our dueling twangs uh, mm. of twanging guitars. Uh, mm. Banjo. Banjo stuff, yeah. Uh, we played Ragtime. at the... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, we played We played a little kind of music. It's a little down-home kind of music called Slur that didn't really make it up north. What is it? Um, I don't really got to get into it's it, like but, It's like a white yeah. boy blues. Yeah. it's it, Well, it's part of... It's like the first part of that, for sure. Um... And we say that word a lot, definitely. But uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, and, and and a lot of you guys know that I'm in the Country Music Hall of Fame um, due to shoplifting from there a lot and trying to. I was trying to get slur recognized as a genre, uh, and and you know, I've talked a lot about car bombs.
0: So I don't know. I'm sure everyone is aware of this. On Christmas Day, there was a big car bomb <laughs> that went I, off. You know,
1: you know, you might say everyone's aware of this, but this thing kind of. I gotta say. People, this was like a big thing for like two days, but it got liminal spaced (laughs) because it happened on Christmas. Everyone's like, "Uh, yeah, it's it's fine."
0: Yeah, it kind of just like whoop came and went, just like the bomb itself, which we'll get Mm -hmm. into. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so there was—I think it was like 5:30 a.m. local time, Nashville, Tennessee, Christmas morning, December 25th. Also, the birthday of one Miss Gillain Maxwell. throwing that out there
1: uh, and also you know jesus christ
0: yeah no relation um yeah so 5 30 a.m downtown nashville so-called arts district here's my thing well hold on
1: can we pause mm-hmm. for a second oh yeah let yeah no no keep get yeah. give it to me sweetheart i know what you're about to say
0: why does every town have a they can't just say like this is the arts district It's like they just pick a block where there's a bunch of brick buildings and they go, hey, here's the arts district. It's like, that's not an arts district.
1: I'll tell you what. I went to the arts district in Atlanta, Georgia and in Columbus, Ohio. Same district. district. It's just a
0: bunch of brick buildings.
1: Here's what they do is they get. I think I've complained about this on the fucking podcast before. But what they do is they get this big ass cavernous building. And then they get all these little fucking vendors. They're like, mm. oh, you want like a bread a bowl? I hate a vendor. You want a bread bowl? Oh, you want a lobster BLT or whatever? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. we made a taco out of anything you want. Yeah, like, hey, check not it out. Not everything I'm should Korean. be in a taco. He's
1: Mexican. Fucking we're married to another guy, <laughs> to, to a Chinese guy too. And we make Italian food. It's fucking insane. Like, and the spice shop, paprika.
0: This is just fusion food, by
1: the way. It's just
0: fusion. It's like the 90s. We haven't moved on.
1: Yeah. And what is paprika?
0: No, that one's fine.
1: What is it, though? It's a spice, baby. Okay. All right. Well, that clears a lot of things up for me. But 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 yeah, so I, I know a lot of people out there, we, I mean, we get thousands of emails per day being like, I am thinking of uh, of driving a vehicle-born IED into the Arts District mm. in Altoona, Pennsylvania. And I'm always like, my brother, please do not do that. <laughs> uh, Rick to Life of the band 25 to Life lives in Altoona, I think, and that could possibly harm him because he could possibly be working at the paprika store there. But apparently, we did miss one email, and so five thirty a.m. Just like Liz says, there's this recording of gunshots, right? Mm.
0: Yeah. So okay, so we've got an RV mm-hmm. parked downtown mm-hmm. arts district, Nashville, mm-hmm. Tennessee, um, blaring what sounds like gunshots mm-hmm. for about an hour. By the way this This is the cia
1: fireworks (laughs) psyop yeah um
0: it's not just fire or it's not just gunshots too it's also warnings there's like an Mm -hmm. automatic like an automated like computer lady voice yes that's like this rv will explode in five minutes i was
1: gonna say it sounded like you
0: 10 minutes look i'll just say i didn't take that job it wasn't me
1: Okay, because I I know that you were doing Fiverr stuff over mm. break, and so yeah, sure. I was worried that could have been you. Yeah. So yeah, he's got and he's playing. So he's he's got these gunshots, and apparently the gunshots. This is sort of what the after analysis uh, is of it, or I guess the analysis of it is that other people are saying the so gunshots were to draw police in, and once you know they were in there, which you know loud gunshots or probably loud anything played at you know five thirty in the morning on Christmas morning will bring. He starts saying, "Oh, we got a bomb in the truck, and the cops will get people out of there."
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: That seems to be mostly what happened because they come and sort of search the area. They see a white RV, and they're like, "Holy fuck, dude! It's like Breaking Bad," and they start taking pictures next to it. And they're yeah, like, yeah. "They're like, I, I don't know Walter any Breaking white, Bad. I've guy never had. Seen... Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never did. None of those shows: Sopranos, it's... Breaking Bad, none. Uh, don't
0: put Sopranos in that. Sopranos is in a different tier."
1: I tried to watch the first episode of Sopranos because I'm like, oh, this is like stuff that people do podcasts like. And I I was like, it didn't do much for me.
0: That's surprising to me. Yeah. You should get into it. No. I think you should get into it.
1: I just do Caligula. I think
0: you would get into it because you're, you know, a man of, uh, you know, you like the psychology.
1: I do love psychology. That guy's just a little too big for me. I'm like, what are you doing? I could outrun you. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. So yeah, the messages go. There's a large bomb in this vehicle, and all buildings must be evacuated. I'm not. Yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing like a gruff voice. Yeah, because-
0: no, it's lady voice. Let me do it. Yeah. Okay. All buildings must be evacuated in five minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. And it starts playing parts of the song "Downtown" by Petula Clark. Petula? Why did I pronounce it like that? Here's my thing. Never said the word. No
0: before. one knew her name. Everyone P- knows the Petula? song. Didn't know her name.
1: Petulare. Uh, Here's the thing. I had actually read an analysis uh, in, in the Washington Post uh, sort of national security uh, section of the paper where they said that there was a real risk that he could have played Towns Van Zant, Lefty and Poncho, and it would have actually driven every woman in America there, mm. yeah. uh, but driven every man in America away from it because Towns Van Zandt's yeah. for girls.
0: Yeah, Towns is actually uh, famously uh, the female MK Ultra trigger. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like exactly. you know, it awakens yes. the kind yes. of the sleeper cell within all females.
1: I used to have like a few records that I had when like girls came over because you know I got lots of records and oh but goodness. there was like a few that you gotta play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them of course down. Towns. you yeah, know, you sure. got and they see that you got the old one too and they're like, oh, he didn't even get the reissue, man. He's been digging in the bins because he wants to uh, convince me to have sex with them due to putting on a record. Anyways, so downtown, which I will sing part of now. The song goes downtown. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Downtown. What? Where? I don't know. Is it that? No, that's not it at all. Downtown. (laughs) Am I doing the pitch wrong?
0: Downtown, when you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry seems to help. I know. Downtown, like that.
1: I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna do, I'm just kidding, by the way. This is a joke. I want to preface this with, I will never do this. Liz, I'm gonna do a car bomb. Uh, with you're just splicing the recordings <laughs> from this episode of you talking.
0: And with the with the automated voice. Yes. Look, yes. we can make by the way, for people out there, hopefully none of our listeners, because you guys are very cool. Uh-huh. Uh all the people listening going, Oh, this is like in poor taste. I mean this was a bomb look, no one no one no one died.
1: Well, well except the, for yeah, the,
0: the bomber. The guy.
1: But he we'll wanted, wanted to
0: that. die. Well yeah, we'll get into that too. Yeah. Anyway, okay. All I'm just saying I'm just saying that, you know, we could joke after it's well, I, here,
1: I'll be real with you I am the probably one of the few people involved in podcasting who has seen a car bomb they're fucking wild man they blow up it's like crazy you get hit by the sound thing a little bit you know, there's a guy driving them and you're like holy shit why would you do just throw a bomb or something why are you driving a bomb and uh that's all that's all I was what well, I always wondered. And it's like, yeah, you can talk about car bomb. I mean, you know, it's, if it, someone's driving a car bomb, they want to die in the car bomb. I'm sorry, I respect your wishes. I won't do that anymore. Okay, so how does it go? When you're alone, and life is making you lonely, you can always go. Downtown. <laughs> Maybe you know some little places to go to where they never close
0: downtown so there is a okay back to it there's a video um of all this happening do you you watch that right so you see from the like police officers who are on the scene they arrive on the scene and you Mm -hmm. see them kind of like poking around the the corner and you see Mm -hmm. the rv and they're like walking up and you can hear the thing and then boom blammo kaboom explosion
1: yeah Mm -hmm. explosion that's right. Big explosion. Well, I will be real. Not that big of an explosion. Yeah, it wasn't that big.
0: But it explodes at about 629 AM. hmm Second Avenue, Arts District. <sighs> obliterated. Bye-bye. Uh, it actually was pretty, like, devastated, I will say.
1: Yeah. It, I mean, so, I, again, I've seen car bombs go off. And as car bombs go... Not that bad of a car bomb.
0: But here's the thing I'll say: arts districts, for an not arts great district. infrastructure.
1: And for an arts district to be car bombed, which I hope never ever happens, and ever. we would never suggest would
0: happen to any never. of our listeners, like to do, for that to happen,
1: never at all. A uh, lot of debris. A
0: lot of debris. Well, that's what I'm saying. Poor infrastructure, arts district, brick building.
1: And there was much ado about. The bomb being near an AT&T transmission building.
0: Mm, yes. So before we get into that and some of the theories that emerged, I do want to just go over a couple more details, um, like a little bit more seriously about about the, the event. Um, yeah. So we we mentioned that no one was killed except for the bomber. Uh, there were about three minor injuries. No one was seriously hurt. I think that one of the officers like lost hearing for yeah. maybe for a little bit. um because they were so close to the bomb but it didn't end up like it really didn't injure anybody and when you i I mean some people have done some analysis on it and it seems pretty clear that actually the entire um i don't know the entire event attack i don't even know how you want to what you want to call this was like basically painstakingly designed to minimize like total injury
1: that's really the impression that you're sort of forced to have from this because I mean, an hour countdown of blaring like there is a bomb here. I mean, it's it's almost like a, from a movie or something. I mean, Christ. Well, this it, is it's,
0: yeah. It's
1: it's 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 not something that usually happens when people set off bombs with the intent to injure people.
0: It's very diehard. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which and, you know, it,
0: that's what I'm saying. My man, he knows Christmas yeah. movie.
1: And And uh it's it's technically a Hanukkah thing because uh, it's a Hollywood movie. Um, But uh, it, it, it like counting down, getting the cops there, getting everyone to put them away. I think in the original, like right after this happened, I think a lot of people were really horny to be like, this was an FBI plot or like, hmm. you know, there's maybe a false flag or something like that. I am not getting any vibes like that from this
0: yeah i mean i do want to mention two other things about the minimizing casualties is that um or one other thing is that actually like you mentioned that the bomb wasn't that big it seems very clear that i mean it really it really wasn't that big if this dude wanted to damage a ton of shit like it he would not have done the bomb this (laughs) way and it seems that you know if we want to get into like who he is and and stuff about him like it seems like he actually knew a decent amount about making bombs yeah um from like friends and kind of some like you know personal history and things that he's told people but like it seems clear that this was like not it, it this isn't this wasn't like um you know I, I don't think they've released like what the explosives were but i don't think it was like c4 or something that would have like no. inflicted like mass damage where it you know it like, kind of radiates out i don't totally know how bombs work but like you know creates like electro waves that create yeah mass more mass damage like it seems like this was like propane or something
1: yeah that, that's kind of the impression i get from it too because it, it did not i mean it did it did a lot of damage in 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 you know for a. Not that crazy of a bomb, but like it's not like he blew up, you know, leveled a city block or anything like that. Right. And like, with, you know, with with like with vehicle borne IEDs, like you know, car bombs, people are driving that I've seen. Those things can level a city block, like totally demolish every building on there. Yeah. Um, and not so to mention this... what
0: it could do to an arts district.
1: Exactly. My God, can you imagine all the fucking crystal shops? Oh my God. All of the, the gallery uh, walls, galleries,
0: the paintings, askew. skew. Jesus. Christ,
1: I don't even. I, let's not talk about it.
0: So you mentioned that all these people kind of came out and they were like, "Oh my God, is this a false flag? Is this you mm-hmm. know what's going on?" So um, people also were. I, I mean, everyone kind of was was hoping it seemed that this was a bigger thing than it was. Yes. Um, which I think is a little bit like you know, from a sociological perspective or whatever, pretty interesting. Mark um, two and
1: the end. The N plus one uh, kill list there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we should say that like the I mean the FBI you know, leaked to whatever the press or the you know, the local police, whoever was leaking it, was that he was apparently like a conspiracy guy. He yes. was maybe you know. I'm not gonna say that he was a true and non listener because I don't wanna say that.
1: Uh-huh. He could have been. Well, I know him. <laughs> uh but yeah, it's it's there there's basically no indication. I mean, it's possible that it, 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 you know, we don't know, you know, it, it, it could be true. But from what the public, and including myself and Liz in that, is we don't, there's no indication that it, this was due to 5G or anything like that. Yeah, or that's that, kind
0: of, yeah, that's like what people were saying. Yeah. It seems like hoping.
1: The police chief did come out and say that he has been hanging out with a lot of crackheads and drug addicts. Mm-hmm. And I will say, as somebody who has spent considerable amounts of time uh, embedded as a journalist in the crackhead and drug addict community, who was doing research for uh, newspapers and uh, such, a lot of people in those communities uh, believe all kinds of crazy things because they don't sleep. Yeah. I and mean, we should drugs. say,
0: like, um, somewhat he mailed a couple packages. Mm hmm. Um, that friends received like a couple days after the bombing they were I think they were um postmarked like two days before the bomb went off and uh you know they the each package it sounds like each package contained about nine typed pages with each um each having two thumb drives in them that all I mean allegedly had uh videos on the drives. It sounds like they were youtube's mm-hmm. As opposed to like you know home videos, um, and apparently the letter the letters they have like a cover letter, and it starts, "Hey dude, you will never believe what I found in the park."
1: <sighs> Ominous. My friend George once found a revolver in uh, Dolores Park.
0: I got I found twenty bucks in a park once.
1: I found five dollars yesterday and gave it to a lady on the street.
0: That's nice.
1: Yeah, I thought she had dropped it.
0: So it continues, the knowledge I have gained is immeasurable. I now understand everything, and I mean everything, from who, what, we really are, to what the known universe really is. And apparently he signed the cover letter Julio, which is very weird, but he has a dog named Julio? Mm. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I guess apparently um, he, like on another page, he said that the moon landing and 9-11 have so many anomalies, they are hard to count, which Correct. I got to say-
1: Absolutely yep. correct. Absolutely correct. Um, I know my impression of this guy is that he's like a lot of people that I have known throughout my life and spent considerable amounts of time with, in that he's basically like disconnected in any way from sort of the mainstream mm-hmm. and, uh, and sort of exists on the fringes and margins. And, uh, and I mean, once you get really into drugs or, you know, it, it, not even necessarily really into drugs. Uh, once you just kind of fall into like a certain segment of society, I guess like a, uh, I guess you could call it lump or whatever. Uh, a lot of these things become like this, this dude sounds like a lot of people I've met and I've known mm. in my life. Uh, and, and it's fucked up. I mean, rarely do those people. I mean, people talk about, that's the other thing is like in my, you know, years in the, in the, in the, the, the drug business as a uh purchaser, I, uh, I I've met a lot of people who talk about doing a lot of things. You talk you'll hear people being like, "Oh, I'm fucking I'll do this and this and this and this." People never do it. And I've known people who like work on projects uh similar to what this guy has been working on, not bombs or anything like that, but you know, tinkering on stuff, always talking about, you know, doing shit. Uh and and they never do it, and I guess this is what happens when they do.
0: So we didn't mention his name. His name is is Anthony Quinn Warner. Um mm. and he was it sounds like a self-employed computer consultant that can mean a lot of different things. Apparently yep. he was once in- licensed to install burglar alarms. It sounds like he had a lot of different jobs. Um, the media has really latched onto the conspiracy thing. I guess he had told people that he, you know, believed that there were lizard people and that there were like switches inside of people's brains that they could turn on and off in order to like cloak their lizardness. That's when you know you've gone too far, i got to say. I draw the line at lizard people, and I, I draw the, a lot of crazy I, yeah, shit.
1: Me too, because it's like, why would they even have to hide it? Yeah. Plenty of people look like lizards.
0: There's some weird personal stuff in his background, too. I don't know how much we want to get into this.
1: Um, I do I do want to mention that, that his girlfriend, well, it's a little more complicated than that. His lawyer, Ray Throckmorton III, called the police about a year ago alleging two things one that his girlfriend Anthony Quinn Warner's girlfriend was uh, Sitting on her porch with a bunch of guns saying she was gonna kill herself and two, that Warner uh, was making a bomb and that These were somehow connected in some way and I do I do remember I read the transcript of the call Mm. Saying uh, that the lawyer saying that there was kind of more to the bomb thing rather than the suicide thing police come Basically 5150, the girlfriend. Uh, she's just sitting there on a porch with some guns next to her. I think some of uh, some of Warner's guns. And then they go to Warner's residence and they see an RV in the back and a bunch of cameras hooked up to a security system in the front and they don't have a warrant, so they leave. Um, I'll be real with you. Cops probably get calls like this all the fucking time.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem all that surprising to me.
1: Yeah, and so... It is like I think there was a lot of hay made about like you know oh she was oh, arrested fifty one fifty they knew, they they knew. but oh, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know you know maybe they did but I, I I doubt they did, um, yeah so that that's just I I just think that's a little interesting backstory there I also really just wanted to say the name Roy Throckmorton the third no
0: it's Ray 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 Throck, excuse me Ray Throckmorton the uh-huh. third it sounds like he. Married Angelina Jolie when when she was 13 or something.
1: It sounds like a guy in a Harry Cruz book or something if mm. listen Ray If you are listening to this, I extend you an invitation to come on the podcast and talk about really whatever you'd like
0: Yeah, just tell us your life story. Mm-hmm. Hey, who's Ray Throckmorton the second?
1: Uh-huh I, I'm interested in, in why you didn't go with the junior system and Who's the first? Uh-huh. Well, that'd be the senior mm.
0: so you mentioned the 5g thing and mm-hmm. that didn't just come out of the blue by the way we we didn't mention like a big thing which was that um it wasn't just that this was in an arts district but that it was actually right outside an at&t building um, and this actually ended up <laughs> disrupting like so much at and t service. Um, yes, it was like it was right outside one of a t and t's like critical wireless uh, hubs, yeah, like for yeah. the entire southeast and and um the like the southeast wireless network was basically like shut down for a couple days.
1: Yeah, and, and the I think it's called FirstNet, which is like AT&T's like first responder network, Yeah, which, that apparently yeah. is just like a total like boondoggle money fucking sink scam. Oh yeah. Scam Do you know thing. I was
0: reading about it and they have these things, they have these blimps that they're using. This they is blimps? like some turn of the century fucking like fake Tesla as in what? Nikolai, not Elon, yeah. like crazy bullshit. Yeah, they got flying blimps that they call cows. What? Yeah. Those are they both call them names flying... that people
1: call fat people.
0: Yeah, they call them flying cows that uh-huh. are there to be like first responder satellites. Oh baby, what? Yeah, it's it's total bullshit. It's like some real like you know I don't know.
1: Well, that makes sense because a couple of flying cows were shot down with surface to air missiles <laughs> outside of Memphis.
0: Remember in Twister when the the cow like flies across the of course? I, I, my, my dad, scene. I
1: made my dad rent that movie like once a week, and everyone was like, kid. "How did?" Yeah. How did they?
0: Movie magic. Mm -hmm. Anyway, okay, so the backup generators in the AT&T building go down. All of Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama uh, sell service interruptions for, like, three days. Mm -hmm. 911 call centers can't take calls. Phone lines are down. Internet is down for the cops. So God knows what they they couldn't look at their blogs. How to hit
1: wife better. (laughs) best point of contact fist to face wife how hit wife
0: Nashville airport had to ground all flights for three hours which is a big I know that turn- that's my like tinfoil hat red flag is when mm-hmm. the airports have to down flights that's when I think perhaps something else is going on but I don't know about here I gotta say um And it, like even in Atlanta, there were interruptions, which is like, I mean, Atlanta's like 250 miles away from Nashville.
1: I don't really understand that either. You know, I'll tell you what, not a big uh, wires guy. So you get, you know, you get, you go to these substations, there's wires going here, there's guys going there. I'm like, why do you need this for Atlanta? I don't it's get it. a
0: substation.
1: It. Well, it's like a station, but a, of a lesser variety. Mm-hmm. Like there's the station, you got the substation.
0: Anyway, okay, so people really latched onto this being right outside of AT&T and they were saying, "Ah, he was targeting AT&T. This mm-hmm. is about 5G. We've seen this like rash of uh 5G kind of infrastructure attacks over the past year. I mean, really like it's been like it's been happening for the past like 3-4 years, but really ramped up with the pandemic and mm-hmm. you know everyone kind of freaking about covid
1: well i don't understand it because i use my cell phone all the time and i have covid so it's like i'm sorry that's like a one-to-one thing
0: yeah 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 you got proof is in the pudding my friend
1: Hmm. and that's all i can eat because i've lost a hundred iq points since using my phone all the time
0: we actually did an episode if you guys haven't listened we did an episode on 5g a while ago with uh jathan sadowski and i would recommend you guys listen to that you can hear us talk about 5g
1: did you hear the way that polish name just slipped off her tongue like that (laughs) there was no she didn't even she's not even looking at any notes or nothing incredible
0: um but i do want to say that you know may 2020 dhs released a report they said they saw an increase of 5g related attacks um like throughout the throughout the country and that people should kind of like expect to see more I think by people they mean law enforcement not necessarily like us Mm -hmm. I you know I think that they said that it was a lot because of like COVID and stuff I my theory is that you know people that have issues with 5G aside from COVID's like trutherism yeah the feds are kind of like trying to tie it all together to make it seem a little a lot more crazier than maybe you know is warranted But they said violent extremists have drawn from misinformation campaigns online that claim wireless infrastructure is deleterious to human health and helps spread COVID-19, resulting in a global effort by like-minded individuals to share operational guidance and justification for conducting attacks against 5G infrastructure, some of which have already prompted arson and physical attacks against cell towers in several U.S. states.
1: Well, the weird thing about this, too, is that there's this apparently this source that the FBI has on on Warner who says that he blamed 5G for his dad's cancer, mm. um, which which uh, doesn't make sense because I mean, well, first of all, I'm pretty sure this informant is full of shit because mm. I've read a couple of stories that have talked about like people, you know, talking about a Tony Warner, who some real estate agent who's like talking about a guy he knows. Uh, One says that he wasn't into 5G conspiracy stuff at all. He never mentioned it whatsoever. Uh, And this other guy apparently says that, you know, he was was building a bomb because of his father's cancer, maybe. But he's been building a bomb for like a year.
0: Yeah. Well, since December 2019, there have been at least five arson attacks targeting cell towers in just in Memphis alone which really? is very strange yeah there and also there was like additionally 14 other attacks in western tennessee tennessee huh. is like a weird hotbed for 5g anti 5g activity which if you live in tennessee and you know why let me know because i'm interested in this
1: i've spent some time in memphis before it's uh it's a uh, it's a but weird like place memphis. yeah
0: it's cool but i'm just wondering you guys got anti 5g fever i want to know about it
1: yeah 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 let me know is it like a maybe it's like a garage rock thing mm. i mean on.
0: we did talk about a little bit about this on the um episode we did on the spy cops scandal yeah. in the uk but you know like late 20th century early you know like kind of like early uh 90s anti-technology global trade attack stuff was really big and really common um and like pre-911 was like the biggest terrorist like terrorist threat in the U.S. Um, I think it was like between 1996 and 2002, you had like Earth Liberation Front, Animal Liberation Front. They're targeting like uh, research labs, multinationals, logging companies. There's like you know it's like 600, 700 arsons, sabotage attacks. I mean this was like a huge thing, and they would always focus on property, not hurting people. And I think that's why. You know kind of like the remembrance the memory of this stuff is one of the reasons why people kind of focus like oh maybe this is the return of this you know
1: well, well there was there was those attacks on internet infrastructure in 2013 in Silicon Valley which have always been really um, uh, they've always really fascinated me because the way they're described by the press and by police officials is basically like a like crack team of sh- like you know crack shots uh, you know, firing AR-15s at internet infrastructure solely to take it out and no one took credit. Now, I've always been wondering, like, oh, I've always wondered, rather, like, was that maybe like a like a sort of blue team, red team thing by the government to see, mm-hmm. like, you know, like a, a stress test or whatever. But if you actually did do it, then congratulations. Because that's what I've always wondered. Because I, I, I and, and people I know that have uh, knowledge about technology, are, are well aware that I've always asked is there some place where I can turn the internet off and I've never gotten a super clear answer on that except for those 2013 attacks because they really fucked up the internet for a lot of people for like all Silicon Valley companies yeah. but yeah we'll see if this stuff becomes more prevalent in the future So here's the thing about AT&T though, because Anthony Quinn Warner, I don't think was targeting AT&T because, you know, he could have targeted the giant AT&T building several blocks from where he was. Oh yeah.
0: We didn't mention that. So it was like an AT&T call center that he was outside of, but there's like the biggest AT&T HQ, like three blocks away.
1: Yeah. 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 Like, That's it's like, like famous. with a sign on it.
0: Yes. They call it like um, the Batman.
1: They do. That's a
0: Gotham or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Because it it looks like Batman.
1: Oh, it's like like, it's like one of those kind of buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some gargoyles. Yeah, they gotta really gotta bring. No, no, it has like it's
0: like it has like two points on it, so it looks like the Batman bat mask.
1: Okay, okay, I get what you're saying.
0: I don't know what's going on in Nashville.
1: I've never been there. Probably never gonna go. I'm just kidding. We're having a live show there in the summer. Mm. Um. Anyways, here in San Francisco, there is a lot of AT&T stuff because, you know, we're always ticking and tapping away on the computer. And there is a building downtown, uh, down on Folsom Street, which is the home of uh, the Folsom Street Fair, although this is a little further down (laughs) towards the water. There is an AT&T center uh, with a room in it, and that room is called 641A. And you can't – if you work at AT AT&T, it's very difficult to get in there. In fact, I believe only a couple of employees, at least at the time that this came out, had access to that room. However, some non att and workers had access to that room because those non at and workers work for a little telecoms communication company called the NSA. So I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. And listeners, I want you to give me as much leeway as you can give me. Um, to preface this, I'm stupid. Uh, oh, Okay, I agree. I'm smart, and yeah. I'm much smarter than most people who listen to this. Absolutely. But I'm a, as, as my parents and teachers would say, a different kind of smart brace. No, like don't worry about it. Like, it. Those are just numbers. You don't have to. No, you get to go to the other high school. They don't have homework, and you can smoke there. Um, although they took out the ashtrays in my last year there, but you could still smoke. You just didn't have an ashtray. I didn't really get what was that. Uh, anyways, the way the internet works is like this. Oh, fuck, I can't believe I have to do this. I practiced this yesterday. It's not going to work. No. There is this thing called bandwidth. <laughs> <laughs> and you know when you're like, hey, like, Monica, do you can you come help me, like, with my lizard shit at home? Because, like, all the lizards would lose. I can't get them back in. And she's like, Brace, I have super low bandwidth today. And I actually can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, like, kind of up speaks at the end. And you're like, I'm going to fucking kill you and your boyfriend. Like mm. you have to come over here. The lizards yeah. are everywhere. Uh apparently the internet's like that too. So like AT&T is an internet service provider in addition to a lot of other things. And so when I use AT&T internet, which I don't by the way. I use the internet the cartels made. Uh I'm the only American consumer of it. Uh but you know AT&T their fucking network gets all so fucking crazy. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, dude, I have to look at the internet and like, but everyone's looking at it at the same time, they sort of offload some of that onto other ISPs and, and, and that happens in reverse too. Like other internet service providers kind of offload their extra bandwidth through Mm AT&T. This is called as far as I can understand it. And again, there is every, uh, this could be totally incorrect, but I read about it a few times. This is called peering.
0: Horrible name. Sounds dirty.
1: Yes, well, and it's also sounds a little like something entendre. you search on
0: Pornhub. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm. I actually don't know what you're saying. Not familiar with that website. Just do memory. Pure <laughs>
0: memory. Pure memory of your web searches.
1: Pure memory of the last time I looked at porn and before my ISP blocked it because it is a cartel ISP. Uh, and they're like, "Why you're just supposed to okay, be Googling, okay, okay?" What is peering. a Peering. Uh, anyways, peering is when. Uh, the things I just explained happened. Yes. And other foreign and domestic, saying that makes me feel like a national security official, other foreign and domestic internet service providers also peer with AT&T. So there's a huge portion. And people can't see what I'm doing, but I'm making sort of a flapping motion with my yeah, arms for some reason. I don't know what that is. It's none of your fucking business what it is. B word. <laughs> and uh, I almost, uh, if I had said bitch right I there, I you were going to I'll drop it right now. Baby? Uh, yeah, fucking, bitch, let me finish talking about this. <laughs> this is really hard for me, and you're not making it any easier. I am uh, I'm gonna fucking do it. So is this loaded?: Yes. Uh, so put it down. Please put it down. I'm pu- OK, putting it at the computer at the AT itself. So anyways, a huge portion of Internet of the world goes through these AT&T facilities, right? Because we got these fiber optic cables underneath the ocean, like the fucking octopuses going around there. All the fucking data going here, there. What is that? Oh my God, I can't read this fucking email. It's an Urdu. Like, oh, Google Translate, Urdu. He's uh, saying my dick small, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyways, there are only eight AT&T facilities in the US that give access directly to this data route that carries a ton of internet traffic, again, foreign and domestic. Uh, The NSA realizes this is a great idea. We can fucking tap into that. And with their long-term partners, Start going into these facilities and building these rooms and these specialized rooms They have secret rooms in eight of these at t facilities. This is all part of something called operation fairview Which we'll get into in a little more late a little bit more later ATT's code name within that. I really like this lithium
0: mm.
1: Anyways, they they apparently established this in around 2003 to monitor internet traffic and uh, It's it's they say that that they were able to monitor about 10% of domestic internet traffic through all of these. I guarantee you that there is by now and probably back then a way for, for, for the NSA and AT&T to monitor closer to 100.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's basically like just take a photocopy of it,
1: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
0: If they wanted. The problem, from my understanding, the problem is always just the analyzing the data, not collecting it, but yeah. actually like sorting through all of it.
1: Well, they do that in south korea it's like how tv shows like do a lot of animation there they just have a they just have a bunch of guys there do it uh yeah well they have these different so i mean again i'm not going to get too into this because i don't really understand a lot of it because internet stuff makes my fucking head hurt but they, they they collect all this information they send it to nsa hq they have these different programs there a bunch of different ones the two i know more about are marina and mainway Marina I, I guess is where they store the, the this is the code into the program. That's where they store the sort of raw ma- uh, metadata. Mainway is a little different. That can do like quality control and sorting. Uh I think in a lot of things they basically are searching for keywords. So mm-hmm. like if for instance, I'm like I finally accept the fan request to do uh transcripts of our shows, which I'll never do for literally Have this exact reason. That? No. Okay. But like two people when we first started, but I mm-hmm. I I don't know how to do it, so I'm not going to. Um but, uh, but uh, one of the reasons we shouldn't do that is because if we do do that and they hear the words car bomb, car bomb, car bomb, car bomb, car bomb, car mm-hmm. bomb, arts district, they, then their little fucking system gets all horny. It's fucking nipples get all fucked up looking and it looks at me and it glares and it, it corners me and it pushes me and it says, brace, you're under arrest. I think that is how it works. Exactly. And like, listen, I, I, I get it. I get that there's a more technical explanation for this. I understand that some fucking nerd on some fucking TED Talk ass looking YouTube fucking thing or at a conference or at fucking the Internet or something could tell you how this works exactly. But it does not matter to me. What does matter to me is that the government has secret rooms in the fucking AT&T facilities where they look at every single fucking thing that you do on the internet that you're forced to use through every fucking facet of your life from fucking talking to girls, to getting fucking groceries, to buying fucking bullets, to looking up how Anthony Quinn Warner made his fucking car bomb. And that's the thing is, I I don't need to know where all the widgets and wires go, baby, I'm just telling you.
0: (laughs) We should say, I mean, we are focusing, you know, all the telecom companies partner with the government, but AT&T yes. really is a special case. <sighs> mm-hmm. My God. Now, I feel terrible because I actually do have AT&T. <laughs> well,
1: wait, Look. can I say something really quick? Just one one sentence? What? They really knock it out of the park. That's a little thing about AT&T. park.
0: Yeah, oh, because of baseball.
1: Mm-hmm. A, little, a, little, is that... a little ball game there.
0: Oh, wait, did baseball happen? Wait, did the World Series happen? Yeah. All right. Well, don't care.
1: Yeah. You, oh, wait. you didn't hear about it, that? Did the Dodgers win? No, Liz. You, it was the first time a Japanese team won.
0: Okay, anyway. Um, so, no, AT&T really does have, like, a special <laughs> special relationship yeah. with, yes. the, with the NSA. That is, um, I think it kind of, like, puts, like, Verizon even to shame, which is, like, mm-hmm. another big dog.
1: They should mention that in their ads.
0: Well, they mentioned that in their ads t- in Washington. Yes, they we'll do. say that, yes, they do. We could get into. Um, but they've been working with the government, I mean, pretty much since when, I mean, I don't know, 85. Although it's been really, I mean, much earlier than that.
1: Well, I mean, they, the government basically gave AT&T's parent company and Verizon, I think,'s parent company, Ma Bell, uh, mm-hmm. a fucking monopoly yeah. for like 60 fucking years before that. So one could say that they've been working with the government real close, basically, since their inception.
0: So we should say, I mean, yeah, ATT does have is like a bit different than uh the other the other of the big four, the Verizon, Sprint, T Mobile, ATT, those are kind of the big telecoms that we're talking about. But AT has basically like the unique power to extract information from its metadata because it actually retains so much of it as yes. opposed to the other companies. So it owns t as a company owns about three quarters of US of all US land switches, landline switches. Um, And it's the second largest share of the nation's wireless infrastructure and cell phone towers. Um, And unlike other companies, it retains cell tower data going back to like 2008, which is like way longer than any other company. Um, It even like invented its own programming language in order to mine its own records for surveillance purposes mm-hmm.
1: cp plus that's what it's called no that's just a joke oh. about the words child porn
0: <laughs> you think i would have gotten that and yet uh, I, I didn't think you know what I, I didn't in, think you would have asked me to high school, there was uh, i didn't you know study computer programming or whatever but there was a textbook that was called c plus plus for uh-huh. u plus plus
1: oh look at that I, I thought that was uh, very cute. they didn't have computers in my high school
0: just ashtrays. Until they did Yeah.
1: They, they really yeah, yeah. They really didn't know. It was it was it was I don't I mean, not a lot of programmers came out of that thing.
0: Because you're seventy years old. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Um I mean and, and here's the thing, is like AT&T basically like embeds itself embeds the NSA in it and AT&T Does the. I don't really know how I phrase that the first time So what I'm saying here is that they're both embedded in each other mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to separate them at all because uh, You know there was a lot to do about oh, maybe the NSA is stopping and NSA is changing any shit You read about the government changing or stopping or tweaking its surveillance programs They are usually just offloading some of that stuff Onto these companies themselves, so yeah. like okay, maybe the NSA isn't storing all of your metadata for ten years to look, you know, look through it, uh, but their like company, their their partners in private industry absolutely are. I mean, AT and T assisted the NSA in wiretapping the UN, mm. which stands for United Nations. <laughs>
0: The thing too is that like you like you said that they're like kind of like it's hard to separate the two. That's very true. Like this isn't just a contract. Like when we think of like a public-private partnership, um, like the NSA budget with AT and T in 2013 was twice as large as any other partnership
1: <laughs> beneath mm-hmm. it. I think Verizon was the second biggest, at like 118 whatever million, and AT and T was like 280
0: yeah and even like the some in the internal documents like a lot of that stuff is a lot of this stuff is coming from the snowden uh the snowden trove or however you want to call it um oh yeah the tranche Tranche. Mm -hmm. uh no but even like the nsa even refers to it as a partnership not like a contractual relationship so it's really like um you know it's like they're co-producing man
1: mm-hmm are you listen like I love being in a creative space with these people I love being a creative I, I'm sorry I'm gonna get stuck on a loop here if you don't interrupt me I love working in a co-working space mm. with AT&T it's been one of the greatest things in my life I love living in this house with them in LA and being able to just fucking vibe when we want to we wear sweaters together dude those like
0: COVID party houses are so crazy just as so, a side note, before we keep going,
1: yeah, man, I oh, the one the video I watched, I think I, I, I think I told you about this is like well, all these like seventeen year old like influencers, but they're also That's like, like OnlyFans.
0: I didn't understand. Did you know they that? O- they OnlyFan, but then they do all the other influencing. I think
1: so. They're like, uh, but these were like male s- s- gender. Yeah. People. So
0: is there like a, a big male contingent on OnlyFans?
1: I guess so. I mean, because it's like. Yeah, I mean there must be. I mean, according I mean, to this thing, it's like not only. I mean, they're they're influencers. They, so they're yeah. Liz and I watched all these videos of like parties in LA, which you know I usually go to, but you know I I haven't been due to my Chevrolet breaking down. And like all of these people were named like Instagram influencer slash OnlyFans.
0: Yeah, and they had a horrible name like there was like you know Clayton Tershaw.
1: Yeah. But but in one of the videos, and they're all like 18, and in one of the videos, I paused it, and in the background is a guy named Father Damon, who is famous. For, he's like a 55-year-old guy who ran a sex club in L.A. called Sanctum. And I'm like, huh, okay, he's hanging out with these 16-year-old kids, 17-year-old kids. This is a sounds, great sign. Sounds great. Uh, sounds I, like
0: I, a, I, I, case for true non.
1: I did DM him on Instagram about it. I've not heard back, but I've mm-hmm. DMed him a lot on Instagram because I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, get him arrested.
0: Okay, wait, so back to at t So like we're saying, this is like a very like, um, you know, fruitful partnership. Uh, collaborative environment with the government. This, like, mm-hmm. this is no more evident than in what was called Operation Hemisphere. Yes, um, which started in, I guess, is like at least 2007, although it's probably much earlier than that. But we should say that Hemisphere wasn't even really like simply just a partnership like any of its other. Um, any of the other kind of operations that the NSA was running. But this is like a product that at t basically developed, marketed, sold in tandem with the DEA. And they're actually yeah. like, like, <laughs> it's, it seems like this has been completely memory hold or like what people have retained from the sort of era of like surveillance uh, reporting, we'll say, which was kind of like late Bush to early Obama yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if we're doing it that way. Uh, early to mid-Obama. Um, this has been kind of like memory hold what, what they were doing with the DEA, but it was a much larger scale than than some of the stuff that was happening at the, with the NSA, it seems like.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the NSA was logging 1.8 billion phone calls a day. The DEA and, and AT&T uh, we're logging four billion per day mm. and so it's like a scale several times larger and, and you might think like oh Well, it's the DEA like first of all the DEA are the fucking biggest drug runners in the yeah. fucking world Uh, But like it is I mean I, I, this is this is apparently a program that is supposed to be able to tell if somebody has like a burner phone or if somebody replaces their old phone or something like that, but like Logging four billion calls a day is fucking insane. And it's not like the NSA where the NSA can only ostensibly go back five years into call records. These guys can go back to 19 fucking 84 with call records. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, they have, they have an insane amount of stuff they can look at. I mean, the, 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 this shit was basically unknown. There's a lot less known about this than the NSA stuff just in general. Um a lot of this is from a guy named Drew Hendricks who got mm. it from FOIA requests. He got a bunch of slides. And according to the slides he got, i read these slides, the DHS... Uh they have this one called protecting the program, and if they're ever asked to refer to any of the like way that they got this information, they just have to refer to AT&T subpoenas. And this goes way beyond the scale of stuff allowed by the Patriot Act or anything like that. And we know essentially nothing about it. I mean, it's they just say that they're looking at drug dealers' phones, but even in their own fucking slides, all of the victories that they claim are about like. Uh, we got like some cocaine and uh three three AK47s in like Tucson and like they're not they they they're sort of busts that you would expect like local cops to get it's nothing really insane at all uh but it's just massive surveillance
0: yeah it's not even just drug stuff too it's like they're looking at like medicaid fraud it's like very it's like really really crazy stuff um that basically it sounds like they're just they're surveilling and then using that surveillance to dictate what crimes they're looking at
1: exactly exactly and that's this that's the same with all this i mean it's like it's like the nsa stuff is oh we're looking at terrorists but like no dude they're just looking at everything yeah and they're never gonna stop like no no reform is gonna stop this no fucking no one has ever actually in any real way or even in any minor way tried to impede on the power that these guys have
0: well it's also like the definition of like terrorist gets defined by whatever the surveillance shows
1: people (laughs) Yeah, like shows yes. them you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah
0: i mean at&t is just they i mean they spend so much money like lobbying the government and like working in tandem with the government i mean it pays off for them right they get these huge contracts they get all this stuff they get the tax cuts that they've always wanted they spent like 16.8 million on lobbying federal officials just in 2017 alone which is huge mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They just were they were just granted that massive, uh, you know, merger with Time Warner just a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that they were really worried about so much so that they remember there was the whole scandal of them hiring Michael Cohen.
1: <laughs> remember, classic, classic, putting yep. him on
0: retainer because they thought it would like ingratiate them to the Trump admin.
1: Well, I mean, you, you, yeah, yeah. It's that's did it. Well, no, because that's what's
0: interesting is that Trump DOJ was actually not going to grant. The the merger, but the courts, of course, were because the U.S. government doesn't give a fuck.
1: Classic. Love no. the courts.
0: Yeah, you gotta love them.
1: So you might be thinking, "Damn, all this shit sounds really illegal, right?" you <laughs> <Nope>. be like, <laughs> you'd be like, "Damn, that's crazy!" Like they can just like look at all your stuff. Like that doesn't that sound like like a violation of the Fourth Amendment and like maybe even the First Amendment? Who gives a fuck? All these fucking companies have immunity.
0: Yeah, that's what's cra- I mean the telecoms uh they got a real big gift from the US government. Um mm-hmm. when, when it was like 2008 they get I mean, so, they get yeah. like crazy immunity and you know, I'm just going to say it, they got an Epstein like deal.
1: Mhm. Yes, they do cuz it's retroactive immunity.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, before we get into what it is, I just want to give this like little history of it because I think it's important to understand like What's what's crazy is that basically after the church committee, right? So in the wake of the church committee, which finds that you know the U.S. government is, you know, spying on a bunch of political dissidents, on you know, in, in like the black radical community and you mm-hmm. know communists, et cetera, whatever.
1: Girls that thinks are hot.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, in you know locker rooms, et cetera. Jane Fonda. Um basically they congress ended up passing a bunch of laws in order to make sure that the telecoms didn't partner with the government to spy on citizens Mm. and so it's interesting because basically what they did was they wrote in these immunity clauses in order to say like okay we're not going to prosecute you if you make good faith mistakes like you're partnering and you don't know that the government's doing this Right. So because we don't want you working with the government to spy on people. And so what's funny is that like basically post 9-11, you know, you get these, you know, before Snowden, way before Snowden, you get these first reports. The New York Times, like around uh, 2005, that come out that the Bush admin is partnering with the telecoms to collect data to spy on people. And, you know, this was like the early stuff. Right. This isn't the Five Eyes stuff or any of the kind of um, PowerPoint Snowden docs. Right. Um, so people start suing the telecom companies because they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, And, you know, obviously, there's like mass targeting of Arab Americans happening after 9-11. I mean, there's so much domestic spying. And this was like really, uh, I mean, this was pretty unheard of. Um, so the telecom companies, what they do is they say, hey, wait a second. We have immunity. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't touch us. We got immunity.
1: Suck my fucking dick.
0: And then the courts, what the courts do is they say, This is actually kind of baller, I will say. And everyone knows I hate the courts. The courts come back and they say, no, you would have to be an idiot if you thought any of this was not egregious spying. Like this is so over the top and obvious that you absolutely knew what you were doing, that this your immunity doesn't cover this. And so the telecoms are like, fuck, what do we do? So they freak out and they start petitioning the government and they're like, hey, Bush admin, you got to help us out. We can't go to jail. This is crazy. Give me a little sugar, give me a little sugar. You, hey, we worked with you. You told us, we'd be cool. Why aren't we cool? They basically threatened to withdraw all their partnerships with the government, which is like basically kind of like a capital strike in like a funny way. And they throw like billions and billions of dollars at Congress lobbying. Funny enough, Verizon, you know who they mm-hmm. get to represent themselves? Oh, tell it to me. William Barr. There we go. Yeah. So Billy Barr, as we know, uh, former attorney general for Donald Trump, also former uh, official in the in Daddy Bush's administration. Mm-hmm. And, of course, well, and um, speaking of
1: daddy, his father, of course, was... The first person to hire Jeffrey Epstein.
0: Yes. So yeah, he's uh he's general counsel at Verizon, petitioning his old boss, W. Bush, uh, to, you know, to help him out, help out the telecoms. They put pressure on com on Congress, they put pressure on the federal government, and boom, you get this crazy, crazy. Uh, I mean, this was really controversial at the time, right? I mean, you get a crazy uh, law granting all of the telecoms retroactive immunity for, like. So cool. Yeah. And this was, you know, I it should say this is right after. I mean, Congress was passing retroactive immunity clauses left and right because remember they also passed the law that gave all CIA officers retroactive immunity if they could yes. be found to be dealing in war crimes? Yeah. I mean it's like fucking I mean it is really really crazy. And this was a big deal too I remember because uh you know this was right before Obama was was elected. This was like July 2008. Mm-hmm. And Obama at the time Senator Obama uh after he'd been community organizer Obama of course. Mm-hmm. Senator Obama uh had come out and said like, "Oh, we're going to fight this. The telecoms can't get this. blah 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 blah." July rolls around. Senator Obama's like, I mean, it's not that we're going to deal. I don't know. Yeah. No one could force the vote on him. You know what I'm saying?
1: I know what you're saying. Then fucking, of course, he gets in office and he's like, this NSA thing, as a constitutional lawyer, I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. All good, brother.
0: Yeah. So the telecoms, I mean, yeah, they, they're, they're good.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're smooth operators, man. Yeah. I mean, they are, they are, they are slick. And so when we talk about a guy like Anthony Quinn Warner, a guy who basically committed suicide in a spectacular fashion, I will say he is doing more against the telecom industry than any of these fucking crooks in Congress. That is nowhere an endorsement of what he did. In fact, we find all things uh, to that are explosive to be abhorrent.
0: I just forgot to mention, I want to say one thing, is that I have a theory. You ready?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, always.
0: Um, so you remember Serial?
1: The podcast? Yes. Yeah.
0: I think that was NPR propaganda for AT&T surveillance.
1: To be like, oh look, the fucking uh they're like, cell oh. tower things.
0: Yeah, they're like, oh damn, if AT had better fucking surveillance, we could show that Adnan should marry Sarah Koenig.
1: Yeah. You think you think he ever like like put his hand on her knee underneath like the visitor table? Yeah, absolutely. He's like Sarah.
0: She you know what? Remember the whole up, you I know goes. what was the other thing that happened while we were gone? What? Fucking Shakrelli. Shkreli. How however you say his Oh, name?
1: yeah. some Wait. So, yeah. I, 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 what, was, what was going on with that? Because I, I was in the throes of not sleeping. Yeah. Um,
0: very Sarah K. Nigg. By the way, you know her stepdad? CIA.
1: Oh, yeah. Actually.
0: Literally. This is this yeah, also like, bolsters my theory. Also NPR. was actually NPR. the
1: CIA. Yeah. Uh, what's the national? The nation of America where the CIA is. Absolutely. Yeah. So, was well, the Shkreli guy, he's just like some journalist falls in love with him.
0: Yeah, he's, yeah, she, like, she, she, like, leaves her husband.
1: Mm, classic.
0: She's a journalist.
1: Oof. Oof. Rough.
0: Falls in love with him. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like he's calling her back. He cuts her off. Sounds like she's trying to get a book deal.
1: Sounds like he's trying to get some nookie in uh, the pussy. (laughs) What's nookie mean? Does that just mean vagina? Or does that mean the act of, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it all
0: for the nookie.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't know what that means.
0: I don't know if anyone did.
1: Um, Yeah, I got to say, if you're hanging out with that guy, I get it's like a funny meme. Mm. You got to go to a doctor or something. You're mentally ill.
0: That being said, I would really like to talk to him.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shkreli, if you want to come on the show, we'll talk to you.
0: I absolutely. You know what I'm a big fan of? His blog. He's a great blogger. Everyone should check out his blog. I don't read blogs. He's a good blogger. It's like a return to the medium.
1: He understands the form
0: of blogging. Is he still blogging? Gets it out of the park. Occasionally, yeah. How does he blog from prison? They get internet time.
1: Oh. Uh, Well, he also probably can send it. You know, he's going to be out soon. Yeah, I know.
0: Get this. Martin, how do you say his name? I always say it wrong and you make fun of
1: me. Shkreli? Shkreli? You say Shkreli. No, it's Shkreli.
0: Shkreli. Martin Skrillex Mm -hmm. will be... Exiting the Old Gray Bar Hotel for the last time.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's now?
0: Entering Mayor Andrew Yang's New York City.
1: If that happens, um, he's got to put, Yang's got to put Shkreli in charge of prison reform.
0: That man, I mean, talk about a glow up. Which one? Shkreli. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Entering a Yang, the yang of Manhattan. Yeah,
1: incredible. Incredible. And when Charlie went in, Yang was barely even a blip on the radar. Now look at him; Yang is the most popular politician in the United States according oh. to polls. I mean, he's going to turn around. He's going to sure. turn that island around. Mm-hmm. It's going to oh, be incredible
0: yeah. what he does. Gotham. Yeah, he will is rise. going to be
1: the Tulsi Gabbard of New York City.
0: Man, it's going to be fucking City of London, baby. Let's go bring it home. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm excited. Bitcoin's going up, so are his odds. Everyone, this has been lovely it has been a pleasure I'm I really glad missed to be back. this I know it's good I'm feeling good I'm grooving
0: yeah maybe a little bumpy bumpy to start but you know what we, we mm-hmm. got it we got it yeah, back. yeah
1: we know we cut all that stuff out Liz. Oh
0: okay perfect
1: yeah no don't worry they'll never know what you said there <laughs> they'll never know who you were talking about
0: <laughs> you think you're but so I can't believe you said clever that. I can't believe you said that mm.
1: my name. Is brace
0: my name is Liz we should say that we are joined by producer Young Chomsky and on this episode the music is done by John
1: Vanderslice and the podcast what's it called baby give me the name what's it called what are they listening to they've been listening to this for one hour and 20 minutes what is it called tell me the name Liz
0: it's called Truanon and we will see you next time Bye-bye. Bye bye